Hi, it's Alison Fraser here, your host of Scottish at Heart, and this is the last episode in this season. If you've listened to the previous 11 episodes, you will have heard stories of people who have Scottish ancestors and how they shaped their upbringing. We've heard from Kyle Dawson, the president of the New York City Tartan Week, from Scottish travel blogger Kathy Kamleitner, and bagpipers Matt Willis and Andrew Douglas. To round off season one, I was going to tell you about a recent visit to Edinburgh and some of my recommendations, but then I realised I've only given you breadcrumbs of why I have this interest in Scotland. So those recommendations are going to have to wait just a little bit longer. So I was born in England to a Scottish father and an English mother. My dad was a Fraser and he left Scotland when he was a teenager after joining up to the British Army where he would meet my mum. Growing up, I couldn't tell my dad was Scottish. His accent was obvious to others, but not to me. And it's the same for my best friend. Her mum is Glaswegian and I can hear the accent, but it's not obvious to her. As a kid, we had a couple of holidays to Scotland and both times we had a photo beside the cairn at Culloden, the site of the final battle of the 1745 Jacobite Rebellion. I remember one trip when I was a teenager, we visited Edinburgh to see my nana, we met cousins in Livingston and Inverness and also visited Pitlochry and Oban. But what stands out from that visit is getting my hands on more run rig tapes, having recently discovered them. But being in England, they weren't stocked in the local music shops. And while there were likely long drives, they are but a distant memory, which is probably a good thing. I left the UK in 2003 to go to New Zealand on a working holiday visa. I came back in 2005 for 18 months, and in that time, I lived in Edinburgh. I worked two jobs. One was weekends during the main tourist season at Edinburgh Castle, and the other was for a media monitoring company where my day started at 4.30, but I was finished by 11. And that meant I could do heaps of exploring. In 2006, there was the cow parade, and there were about 60 life-sized cows decorated in a variety of styles and placed all around the city, and a few just beyond. I remember taking the bus to Preston Pans just to see the cow, and walking around parts of Edinburgh new to me just to track these down. While in Edinburgh, I did as much travelling as the leave and bank balances would permit. Orkney, Shetland, Mull, Skye, St Andrews, Oban, Fort William, Ben Nevis, but still so many places left untouched. I returned to New Zealand in 2006 and it would be 11 years until I'd be back. And then it was back to Culloden, but this time to scatter my dad's ashes. So Scotland has always been a part of me, but lying dormant. And then in 2020, I decided to find out what all the fuss was about Outlander. I started reading the books. It was just at the very start of the year. And then I watched all the TV series. But it was the pandemic that year that reignited my Scottish blood. Being so far away from home like many expats, I guess I felt really disconnected, not knowing when I would be able to get home again. And reading Outlander had me rethinking using my married name. It's not that I don't like it, but I was really proud to be a Fraser. I'm still proud to be a Fraser. We were real Jacobites, real Highlanders, and while Jamie Fraser is fictional, there were men like him, loyal, defiant, passionate. And that's why I use it for my podcasting. I'm trying to change it on Facebook, but every time I try, I get a stupid error. Since 2020, I've added other aspects of Scotland to my activities. 
I bought an ancestry DNA test as I realised I knew nothing about my Scottish ancestry. My dad was estranged from his father and none of the family tree had been passed down. Through ancestry though, I've been able to learn so much more about my grandfather, his parents and and grandparents and beyond. Ancestry is a great place to start and I've also been a regular paying customer of Scotland's people accessing birth, marriage and death certificates from a vast number of relatives over the last 150 years. Every week I have DNA matches and I've gone down rabbit holes. For example, my great-great-aunt Isabella emigrated for Scotland, emigrated from Scotland to New Zealand with her adult children after her husband died. So in all my digging, I found distant relatives in New Zealand. If you've not tried Ancestry before, you can get 14 days free by using the link in my show notes. I've also added learning Gaelic to my daily activities on Duolingo. I've been on there every day for over 680 days trying to learn more about the language that my ancestors spoke. Did you know that just over 1% of the Scottish population can speak Gaelic? Yet where I live in New Zealand, 3% of people speak Māori, and that's not even on Duolingo yet. So it's really a privilege for me to be able to speak Gaelic and learn Gaelic on Duolingo. And on recent trips back to the Highlands, I saw bilingual signage on the roads and in the supermarkets. And when I was home at Christmas, I even watched some things on BBC Alaba. That was pretty cool. So, Ishtolam Gaelic Gumor. I like Gaelic a lot. But I like cryptic codes, and so this fits in. Last year, I found myself agreeing to learn bagpipes, and it's this activity that has been the most fulfilling as I am part of a community. I'll soon be going to the Pyro Highland Games in Tattoo, one of the few Highland Games in New Zealand and only a couple of hours up the road. Learning more about Highland Games and the Strongman is something that I'm keen to explore on this show, so keep an ear out for future seasons. Mostly, I'm going to Pyro for the bagpipes and to be among all the different tartans. I love listening to Scottish music. I have a Scottish playlist on my iPod. Yes, I still have one of those. It's got such a mix. The Proclaimers, Runrig, Pete and Diesel, Tideline, Scary Vore, Deacon Blue, Fiddler's Bid, Idlewild, so many more. My son's also a fan, which pleases me immensely. When I talk to people for this podcast, I ask my guests about their ideal 24 hours in Scotland, and I'm not sure yet where I would spend mine. There are so many places I haven't yet visited, but one place I do like to get back to is Edinburgh, probably because it's so familiar to me and I've discovered a strong family connection to the city through my digging on ancestry. I love being in the castle grounds, but also along the Water of Leith, which I'd run alongside most Saturdays when not working at the castle. For food and drink, I think I'd have to go with haggis, neeps and tatties. But when I was in Edinburgh recently, I visited a really nice Italian restaurant and had some of the best gnocchi. I'd also like to go on a whiskey tasting session to learn from the experts, especially the best way to drink it. Otherwise, I'd have an Edinburgh gin, rhubarb and ginger flavour with lemonade, not tonic. And as for music, I do like session music. I wish I'd seen Fiddler's Bid live when I visited Shetland, but that wasn't to be. I'm playing a lot of Tidelines and Farah currently, so maybe they could play while I'm in a quiet Scottish pub. 
So that's a little bit about me and my Scottish story and why I'm doing this podcast. I guess it's really because I want to learn more about Scotland. I envision living there one day. So I want to know exactly what makes it tick and like finding the heartbeat of the country is through its people and it's not just the things like bagpipes and language but there are so many other aspects that I'm hoping to explore such as curling and the strongman as I mentioned, the Loch Ness Monster, Tartan, all kinds of things. So if there's something that you would like to learn about regarding Scotland, whether it's something old, something current, anything at all, please just drop me a line and I would love to find out too. The Scottish at Heart is by an outsider, me, for other outsiders who have a strong affinity for Scotland. You can join our clan. No ancestry to prove, no birthright required, no citizen test passed. If you feel Scottish at heart, then that's good enough to join. I'm hoping that it will be a place where we can all come together and discuss the things that we enjoy, the places that we have visited or are planning to visit, help to enhance the visits that we do have planned and maybe one day even have a meet up in a pub in Edinburgh, something like that. So click on the link that's in the show notes. I'm going to have a bit of information in there. So I hope you do join me. And if not, I'll see you next season for another episode of Scottish at Heart. So that's the end of season one of Scottish at Heart. I'm planning on being back in April. I'll do a trailer before we go live. So keep an eye out on your podcast app. And in the meantime, just go and enjoy anything that's Scottish and that brings you joy.